1: How are you doing, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bears All Access. This one we're excited about with my broadcast partner from WBBM, Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. We're brought to you by IGS Energy here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, as we get you set for what is now officially a training camp practice with pads coming up on Monday. And, Tom, when you think back to the impact of COVID back in March, shutting every sport down and the constant tug of war with the experts the doctors the fans the media everybody all these opinions about whether football was going to play we still got hurdles to clear but now less than a month before the season opener and true blue training camp practices it feels like this is going to happen
2: well i think jeff you officially started the countdown to the first regular season game however when you talk about all those plans we talked about throughout the course of the offseason how is it going to affect the facility to make it the safest place possible and i think the bears went to every extent to get the safest environment the players could possibly walk into All
1: Right, and that has to happen because you know and i know you can't play football with something else on your mind thinking about ball you got to be thinking about your assignments you can't have missed assignments you can't have mental errors because the evaluation is strict, as it always is, but I think it'll be stricter this year, if that's even possible. There's a small time frame to get this team ready. The first game, September 13th, against the Detroit Lions. Can't be thinking about something else, because that's how injuries happen.
2: Up until the time you leave the facility in full pads, you can think about whatever you want to. But once you get in the huddle, once you get in your stance, once the cadence is going, you better only be thinking about football, your assignment, your goal, your fundamentals. And that's the quickest way to improve as a football team.
1: And I'm not trying to minimize anything, Tom, and I don't think you are either. We know there are serious concerns. Each player has families that may or may not have some issues that – could cause a problem with covid if they were to unfortunately get it if something was going on in your life that really had you down or really was weighing on your mind how were you able to compartmentalize that for three and a half hours or even longer because it takes longer to get yourself ready on game day to actually just play ball and think about ball and not about that
2: well i do think that's one of the positive escapes areas for these football players, for these coaches. Again, I talked about when you're inside the building, when you have personal time, you can think about any issue that you need to think about. When you get on the practice field and you get in terms of trying to get better as a football team, that's a release for a lot of these guys. That's a relief for a lot of these guys, Jeff. Finally, their mind can be occupied by something other than World concerns and the, and the health issues.
1: Well, how did it impact you? Did you ever have a situation in your playing career? was hard to play on game day because of what was going on in your head.
2: Yeah, you know, there was different health issues with my mom and dad along the way that would occupy a majority of your free time. But again, when I did get on the practice field, when I got on the football field, I realized the importance of my occupation, of what was helping me, you know, decide my fate in life. So I had to pay attention to football. And then as soon as I got off the field, I had we could have other concerns. Okay, so what should we expect on Monday? enthusiasm at some of the highest level that we've seen in quite a while because you think, Jeff, when we're out there in the first day of training camp and they're looking at a four-week stretch of just hard a grind of training camp with four preseason games. It is a grind and it is a state of mind. This is not, this is getting prepared for the regular season. All that preseason stuff is behind us. This is now regular season preparation in every way, shape or form. You started it. Countdown is on.
1: (laughs) And you know, it's that nervousness I I would imagine for a player mentally, uh, even on Sunday night, it it might be a little sleepless.
2: Oh, I know if it was me, I would not be sleeping Sunday night. I would have so much – I would be concerned. I would be excited. I'd be nervous. I'd be anticipating what the future is going to hold. But, you know, Jeff, there's nothing like – putting on cleats for real inside the locker room. There's nothing like taping your fingers and your wrist because you know you're gonna have contact. There's nothing like calling Tony Medlin, the head equipment manager over and say, hey, fill my helmet up with air. I need a little bit more padding. Every one of those little elements add to the excitement of what you're actually going to do Monday morning starting at about 9.30.
1: This coaching staff, obviously with four new offensive coaches, there's still a ramp up there for them and to get to know these guys when they start running at full speed on the practice field with pads. It's a whole different ballgame versus routes on air and and walkthroughs and whatnot. Are there any risks from Matt Nagy throughout his coaching staff of trying to do too much in a short period of time to get ready?
2: You know, I think for the assistant coaches and for the head coach, I think it's all about eye adjustment during practice, Jeff. Because a lot of times we see, okay, there's a course of four or five weeks, 30 or 40, seven on seven plays during the course of a practice sometimes an assistant coach can have an off the off the side um, conversation with a player that you need to correct a mistake I don't think you have that luxury I think you have to watch the next play being run and make those corrections inside the meeting room in front of the video so it is about eye contact on the play on the on the drill you're doing
1: any concerns on your part given no off season within the Framework of the building, OTAs, whatnot, and enough ramp up to avoid serious injuries.
2: I do not have that concern. To me, again, I've mentioned it several times throughout the offseason This is like old school NFL that you weren't obligated to be at the facility for any OTAs or anything other than a two-day minicamp. Same restrictions, same type of protocol. Now it's going to be about what did you do? What did Jeff Joniak, the wide receiver for the Bears, dedicate himself to the offseason to be prepared day one? And you're going to see that reflection of it in every one of these guys' attitudes, effort, conditioning, and status at the end of the day.
1: All right, I have my 40 down to 7.0 to play wide receiver. I, You know, I thought you'd throw me a bone let me be a, a you know, growling linebacker or something. You put me at receiver?
2: Well, you That's are That's poor
1: evaluation. That's poor evaluation from you, Tom. <laughs> I
2: think Jeff, Jeff Joniak sounds better as a wide receiver than it does as a linebacker. It doesn't have
1: that bite to it like Erlacher and El Boogie, Lance Briggs, and uh, Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Bears receiver Allen Robinson. We're going to hear from fellow receiver Anthony Miller from his Zoom meeting and also some comments from Robinson from the Zoom meeting on Friday with Bears reporters. There was some insightful stuff there. Head coach Matt Nagy from the week. And we're getting you set for padded practices Monday morning at Hallis Hall. Jordan Treadup, Dan Barilli, our producers. For Top There, I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. With Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and our special guest on this week's show, Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson. Robinson, good to talk to you. You got to be as excited as anybody, and just being with your teammates and everybody together now—it's uh, starting to get real. And uh, starting on Monday, you throw the pads on, and it's gonna—it's gonna appear to us as it's real football.
3: No, definitely, it's exciting to be back. You know, again, I mean, we spend a lot of time doing Zoom leads and kind of learning different things virtually. You know, but for most athletes, you know, the the best way for them to learn and the best way for them to prepare is by doing the physical stuff and getting the muscle memory. So being out here with the quarterbacks, being able to run routes, being able to catch balls, and, and kind of go through our offense the fun.
2: Hey, Alan, we always talk about quarterbacks learning receivers. How long does it take for receivers to learn quarterbacks?
3: For me personally, you know, I'm a person who I don't think it, it takes that long. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, it may be a few routes that, that you may have to get adjusted to or maybe some ball trajectory or something like that. But for the most part, you know, being a – being a receiver, you know, you want to be that that like security blanket or that, you know, a uh, uh, sense of comfort for the quarterback, you know. So you want to make sure that, you know, that there isn't a learning curve or that you can adapt to almost anything. I think that's what makes a lot of uh, great receivers great is that they're able to to kind of minimize that uh, adjustment curve, you know, to a quarterback or to a different philosophy, you know. So I mean, again, it may take some. Some specific routes, you know, may take a little bit of extra work, a little bit of extra time, but for the most part, you know, being a receiver, you want to make sure that, you know, that you're in the spot where you need to be and that you can, you know, be able to, to be there for the quarterback and for the quarterback to feel comfortable with you, you know, right out the game.
2: You know, the other day, Matt Nagy said there's value to every rep this year in the in practices. So will you do anything different in practice because you don't have preseason games?
3: Uh, for me personally, no. You know, again, um, I felt pretty good last year. Uh I didn't play in the preseason, you know, but, but for myself personally, you know, I felt really good. I felt prepared, you know, I felt sharp, you know. So for me, um, taking um, the same approach as I did, you know, especially, you know, with just staying on top of taking care of my body, you know, doing what I need to do on the field and practice, you know, making sure that, um, that I'm locked in in um, meetings and walkthroughs. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, for, for me, you know, I take so much out of a out of a walkthrough. You know, it's, to me, it's literally another practice, you know, just not going – that fashion, so 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 for myself, um, I'm able to to kind of you know get in the groove pretty quickly and to kind of stay in the groove, you know even even with no preseason.
1: Alan Robinson, our guest joining us here on Bears All Access. You know, I read something up in Detroit about Kenny Galladay and his uh, his coaches say you know the best receivers are those receivers that dictate to the defense. How they have to cover him. Does that make sense to you? And, and are you that receiver right now, too?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, for me, even my approach to the game as a receiver, you know, I, I want to dictate the tempo. I want to dictate the pace, everything. You know, I have line of scrimmage. You know, I, I never want to be reactive, you know, to what the DB is doing. You know, for me, and my game, is always proactive. I'm trying to make the DB react to what I'm doing. You know, so I think that, that's that's uh, definitely true. You know what I mean? I mean you never want to might be playing, you know, a little bit slower because they're more, uh, more playing off of a reaction and stuff like that. You want the receiver to be able to dictate coverage, you know, whether that's cover two backside, whether that's, you know, making them shade a safety over or whatever the case may be. But you want that receiver to be able to. To dictate a lot to the defense
1: it's a tight team I've always felt that way what Matt Nagy has done and your coaching staff and you as one of the leaders and the rest of the leaders are, are you looking around the landscape when sports return and seeing what's going on NBA the Phoenix Suns unbeaten during their time they're together the Cubs best record in baseball they're together they're excited no, no matter if they're fans or not the Blackhawks had their run do you see that type of structure for the Bears as they hit the ground running
3: Definitely, you know, I think like I said before, you know, when you have a close knit group, you know, when you bring guys together, you know, especially with everything that's going on right now, this is kinda of like the safe haven of everything. You know, being able to just come into the facility, being able to just play ball, being able to take your mind off of everything else, you know, especially when you have a close group, you know, um guys have enjoyed and I can just tell from being back that guys have a, have enjoyed being around each other, you know, and just you know, um getting that enjoyment, you know. Again, I mean we went what uh, I believe about eight months, you know, before we actually were able to come together as a team. You know, so being able to to be back in the facility and around my teammates and stuff like that, <clears throat> not only me personally but a lot of other guys for that as well.
2: Hey, you know, Alan, I think it's gonna be really interesting because your value carries to the other side of the ball. Will you have during when time is allotted, conversations with Jalen Johnson, maybe about his habits or what he's seeing out of NFL receivers?
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, him him and uh him and Fuller and uh Eddie, you know, I think that's a big thing for us is, you know, being able to communicate as far as what we're seeing and what we're getting and what people are trying to accomplish, you know, I mean, even before uh, we even got back, you know, Fuller was telling me that there it was it was some stuff that he had been, you know, just practicing, you know, uh, as far as his side, you know, so for me, um, I'm very interested and very curious to see that, you know, just see how that plays out, and I, at the same time, for, for me, you know, if there's anything that I want to ask Tim, you know, what does he say when I do this, or what does he feel when I do this, just so I can try to get an edge on the defense, you know, when it comes Time to playing games, you know. And seeing, you know, how how they'll be, um, how they'll feel about certain routes, or you know, how I can kind of, you know, conquer certain leverages and stuff like that.
1: Our remaining moments here with Allen Robinson, Bears receiver. A couple of quickies. One, just more of a statement than anything, but you know, you've you've been exemplary in your constant and consistent professionalism when you, you've come to this team and this city, and even when you're asked questions about contracts and stuff, your focus is on being a pro. Other guys, whatever their situations are, they may sound off a bit. So, you know, just your reaction to that. And also, who won your Madden League? I know you and your buddies put one together to pass the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the one over the summer, um, I, I won the Madden League, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> to uh, your first question, you know, um, again, I mean, there's so many things that can, that can happen, you know. And really, um, in this business and in this league, you know, all you can really do is control what you can control you know um and i think for me that's something that i was able to learn pretty quickly in this league you know so again i mean i can control what i do and how i go out there each and every day you know how i compete how i prepare myself and stuff like that you know and that's my main focus you know because again when you start to focus on things that you can't control you know it can it can become a bit frustrating you know so for me again i mean i, do, I let i let certain things outside of me play out how they play out you know but everything that i can control from a from a preparation standpoint, to a teammate standpoint, to performance standpoint, you know, I try to, I try to uh, control that, you know, and I'm, and I'm comfortable at the end of the day, you know, knowing that that's, that that's what I did and I gave my all into that.
1: Allen, great to talk to you. We we'll look forward to seeing you next week.
3: Thank you. Same here.
1: Allen Robinson, our guest here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Let's take a break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All-Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at cdw.com. With Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and this week's edition of Bears All-Access. Tom, what would you think of A-Rob in our interview? Uh, The thing that pops into my mind is just pure pro.
2: You know, Jeff, I got to say, I wish Matt Nagy would designate captains for the entire season. Allen Robinson would be number one above all these other quality guys we talk about. So what I hear him say, you know, first of all, he's shown us all by example of what football means to him recovering from an injury, being the most high profile receiver on a team that's having quarterback issues. And now when you listen to him, talk in front of the media, He says says everything you want to hear out of a captain. He's an influence on the young guys. He's an influence on the defensive players. And he shows that preparedness is the result while he's so good on the field.
1: Also, he doesn't give you a bunch of blah, blah, blah. He just speaks the truth. And he doesn't get sucked into, okay, this is what I need from somebody else. No, this is what I'm going to give to you as your offensive MVP. He was a year ago. I would assume that he remains that here in 2020.
2: Yeah, leader by example. I think that's the greatest attribute you can put on display once you get in front of your teammates. And that carries from the meeting room to the practice field onto the game field. Allen Robinson is a guy that deserves touches. He doesn't necessarily have to go out and earn touches. Some of these other guys that we talk about that have the capabilities of touching the ball in offense, they have to go out and reintroduce themselves to the coaches, and they have to go out and earn their touches. Allen Robinson deserves touches.
1: So – it could help him considerably get some attention off him from defenses if a guy like Anthony Miller plays to his potential. He believes he can be a very big impact player and can be special. He was talking with reporters this week, and one of the big things we keep hearing about from Mike Fuhrer, he shows him a lot of tough love as an assistant coach and an outstanding receivers coach, and from Matt Nagy, and maybe Anthony really bristles sometimes at the notion but he does understand what they're trying to say to be a true pro it means in the classroom on the field at practice and on game day there's nuances of being an NFL receiver and it is a learned behavior because a lot of guys don't come from the college game right to the NFL here's a clip from
4: Miller on that when i was drafted uh i i was just thinking of the game as you know just going out there and playing um you know not really paying attention to Um, the depth of my route or, um, you know, the small details of, you know, this game. And um, I was really just going out there and running and playing, you know what I mean? But when you really understand the game and, you know, the concepts of the play and uh, what kind of defense is back there, um, then it it puts you on another level. And I think this year, um, you know, I've gained a lot of knowledge um, and I've been working pretty hard, so I can't wait to see the, the, um, the result. You know, learning how to operate, you know, like within the uh, meeting room, the weight room, um, just around the whole building, just uh, being a, a complete pro, and um, I think this, this is the year uh, that I'll be that. Uh, I want to be perfect out there on the field. Uh, I want to do each and every play right and to the best of my ability. So, um, I just want to have a a smooth year as far as, you know, knowing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I just never stopped working. Um, Eventually, the opportunities came my way. So, um, hopefully, I get even more of those this year. Hopefully, I start off the year like um, those last few games of the season, last year. So, um, I'm ready for everything that, that comes with it.
1: You know, you can't blame receivers from the college game because, yes, if you're really a star potential to be an NFL player, be a high draft pick, you're burning a lot of people in the college game. And I think you can get lulled into thinking, "Yeah, I just rely on my skill set. And and that it can't happen that way. It's got to be deeper in that
2: you're exactly right but you know one thing anthony miller said there is i have to be more detailed about the concept of the play because these plays jeff through the architect and the designer there's an exact to them it's not a general vicinity and maybe the quarterback will see you because you're beating college defensive backs it's a it's a pro quarterback is going to anticipate where you need to be and they're going to throw the ball a second and a half before you actually get there so understand the concept you know when you go into the nfl facility there is not a request box in there it can't say dear coach this is anthony miller i request 10 more touches a game no we talked about it before deserve or earn anthony miller no matter how good he is he has to earn more touches this year
1: in addition uh robinson from his zoom meeting with reporters address that same topic Tom on the process of what Anthony Miller is going through
5: you know he's definitely finding his finding his niche with everything and and growing and continuing to to develop and mature and see different things you know within the game you know because I mean football is a game within the game you know you have everything that's going on in between the lines you know but also you know before and after you know things preparing yourself to see different things what you're Uh, expecting, being able to predict different coverages, different leverages, you know, things like that. And I think that's something that he's learning, you know, being able to to line up to know, okay, if he gets this look, you know, how defenders will play him like this, you know. So it's all a process. And the more snaps that you take, you know, the more familiar you get with that, you know. So, again, like I always say, you know, um, playing playing ball is the only way that, that you can get better and the only way that, that you can understand more things, you know. So I think for him, you know, late last season as he started to get a lot more reps, you know, as we got later in the season, you know, he was kind of able to, to, to take that momentum into this year, you know, and just kind of, you know, um, be able to develop and be able to mature, you know, within the lines a lot.
1: Well, you know, he had 9 for 140 against the Lions. He had 118 and a touchdown against the Packers. Tom, his second half of the season and a five game span was really good. 33, 431,
2: and two touchdowns.
1: Is that his new? floor.
2: We want it to be his new normal with great consistency. You know what Alan Robinson says there, he speaks volumes specifically to Anthony Miller, because even though they're both wide receivers, they played two different roles at the wide receiver position. So Alan Robinson is being able to create his niche in terms of what what he's asked to do at his receiver position. So now as he's watching film on a daily basis and you see all 22, he has an opportunity to pay attention to what Anthony Miller is doing on the Inside, so he understands the route tree what he has to do specifically to influence the coverage against Allen robinson or for himself i i just think that what Allen robinson is trying to teach anthony miller it's an every single day process if you're a one-year player or a 10-year player you know
1: you may think as you're listening to this out there that we're, we're spending so much time on, on this topic but i think it's extremely important Because you look around the league, there are some really powerful weaponry at the skill position within their own division as well. And and creating and manufacturing and growing some of these assets offensively beyond Allen Robinson is, to me, as important as anything. Now, the quarterback battle will also shed some light on that because we're either going to see massive growth from Mitchell Trubisky to become the starter and stay the starter, or we're going to see Nick Foles play to his potential in an offense that he knows, and by that, all boats will rise. In either case, if things are going well, then all these other positions can also grow on that same path. And I think, you know, whatever the running game does, the offensive line needs to be, obviously, better, but the receiver and tight end position, the skill positions have to become big in terms of the scheme.
2: You know, all the exterior weapons have to become bigger than they were last year including Allen robinson but what include the tight end position and the variety of tight ends they have you look at the the receivers outside of anthony miller there are some guys there jeff that are going to be nipping at his heels for his playing time in coach stanfeld dick stanfeld my offensive line coach he always used to have a saying as long as your arrow is still pointing up, you're going to get coached. As soon as I see your arrow start pointing down, I'm going to have to make other personnel decisions. And it's the reality from the 80s to the 2000s. Well, yeah, I think the biggest fear. It's
1: I think is the biggest fear for a player. And you know, I've been I've been around this now uh, for 24 years with the Bears and 35 years covering sports. And when they, when a player knows they, that you, you stop getting coached in in the true sense. They may be telling you what you need to do but you can tell the difference when you're not being coached.
2: The two greatest concerns is when you're not being coached and when they start drafting guys at your same position that have certain traits that you have but maybe a little bit more in depth in terms of time at the position, program they played in or even clock speed. So when they got these multiple bodies w- waiting in the same line as you, you better have eyes in the back of your head. All
1: right, we're going to take a break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. When we come back, we're going to go position by position in our segment here and try to give you a true blue preview on, on the doorstep, I should say, of the start. Countdown. The countdown. The countdown to camp. The countdown to pads as we uh, embrace the NFL here in 2020. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Tide Cleaners is now offering new Tide Complete Care. This exclusive cleaning formula can only be found at Tide Cleaners. Visit TideCleaners.com to learn more today. Welcome back to Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy with Tom Thayer. Jeff Joni heard from Alan Robinson earlier this evening. Looking forward to his 2020 campaign looking to improve at the receiver position at the top of his route which is always a, a an important nuance to the position tom that makes a difference between a big play and no play at times and beating a db or not beating a db you have been talking about this before we go into this position group position by position Matt Nagy has talked about this repeatedly from the time the season ended to the time the season's going to begin on september 13th he wants a mentally and physically tough football team but in this camp tom he is emphasizing urgency for excellence in every single rep with the season a month away. We as coaches got to understand that. The players got to understand that there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency. So every single rep that you take in practice, every single rep that you script as a coach, It really, really, really has to be magnified. When we're done with practice, we get together, we watch the film, the evaluation process. We have a good process for that. There's definitely uh, a sense of urgency between all of us in making sure that we're effective in every practice.
2: You know, in the 25 camps that we've covered, Jeff, because they have that long period of time, you kind of live through that honeymoon stage with the coaches as they lead up to the regular season. But this is regular season seriousness from the Monday. When they start putting on pads, all that honeymoon period is over. And like Matt says, the seriousness, the importance, the value of every rep is increased dramatically. All
1: right, what side of the ball you want to attack first, offense or defense? Defense. All right, we're going to start with defense. We're going to start with the defensive line, not necessarily the front seven. Defensive line, the return of Akeem Hicks to me is is the biggest story. Uh, I would say the sub story to that is Eddie Goldman uh, opting out for COVID uh, concerns here in 2020. How does it impact everything with those two guys in particular?
2: Um, Again, you know, my affinity for um, Akeem Hicks. I think he's the type of guy that has Reggie White type of traits and he can lend that to the defensive line. Eddie Goldman, I'm concerned about, but I can't think about him because he's not here for, to me, Roy Robertson, Harris, Bilal Nichols, Urban, Abdul Anderson, they have to have career years. I mean, the best that they've played since they've been in the NFL. That will decide the fate of this defensive line. It's not Akeem Hicks. It's all the counterparts. You can make
1: a case that inside linebacker is one of the strengths of the football team, Roquan Smith, who seems dialed in and ready to go, playing to his potential, will be a big part of that story.
2: No doubt about it. You know, Roquan Smith is a Pro Bowl caliber player. Um, You got Danny Trevathan who has speed and assets that few linebackers do. Okay, let's go to that next level. Joel E.A. Booneyway, Josh Woods. Those are the guys that are going to have to take that next level step. And really turn the inside linebacker into quality play, but also turn it into depth and quality play. It'll be interesting
1: to see what other rookies, un- undrafted free agents get into the mix. I know they have some high hopes for a couple of those guys, but they will be challenged to get reps. But they'll have to be, if they make it to the practice squad, they got to be on a moment's notice during this COVID era, is what we're going to have to call it, uh, for game day this year in a larger practice squad. Let's go to outside linebacker. Stars, period. Stars.
2: You know, you got marquee names in the NFL. You know, when you look at Khalil Mack, you look at Robert Quinn. What can this next level do? Can Isaiah Irvin take another step forward? Can Vauters take another step in that level? Can Khalil's younger brother have an opportunity to impact? Can Gibson the player they drafted come in here and show the traits that we've seen on tape and bring him to an NFL field. And
1: Barkevius Mingo, who could yes. be a very important player on special teams as well, but as a run-stopper, and it came into the league uh, with pass-rushing skills. So that's a guy to watch as well. Uh, very well set there in terms of depth and what. Now let's go to cornerback, Tom. You got Kyle Fuller, and now a leader on that unit. He is the veteran presence and playing at a three-year stretch of outstanding excellence to teach whomever becomes the starter on the opposite side.
2: Kyle Fuller has a work ethic right now that's second to none in terms of cornerbacks in the NFL, because that goes from the meeting room to the practice field. If you go out there and you look at his dedicated time into his tablet, where he's studying the way he plays, studying the opponent, that's what young guys have to learn, because that can be their probably their most helpful tool away from the facility. But then you got a key group of other guys are going to have a lot of fun competing for that cornerback position. Because, Jeff, if you go out there and you line up every NFL player, the most confident group of athletes on the field a lot of times are cornerbacks. Can they bring that now to the meeting room, to no padded practices, onto the practice field? And whoever's
1: there is going to get attacked in week one, two, three, and four until they prove that they are ready to take that position and be a, a big-time defender there. Nickel, I love Buster Screen, another guy, a leader to help craft. There's plenty of options behind him as well to, to grow. Let's go to safety. The big story there is obviously Deshawn Gibson's battle with Dion Bush. Uh, and then you got Eddie Jackson, uh, one of the premier defenders in the NFL.
2: Eddie Jackson's going to have to be the leader he was paid to be in this defensive backfield on the defense on the whole team. He's got a return to the ball hawking traits that he displayed a couple of years ago. A lot of that goes to the callings of Chuck Pagano. But then when you do look at the other safety battle, how excited would you be if you're going to play a safety position with the front seven in front of you i think there's huge capabilities i would love to see Dion bush capitalize on his opportunity but it's going to be difficult for him because Tashawn gibson has a lot of experience in the nfl and has seen a lot of different offenses
1: biggest concern on defense what might it be
2: identifying that proper cornerback because you mentioned jeff week one two three four and five they're going to face great receivers and great quarterbacks Uh, up and down that whole early portion of the schedule they have to have a solid plan of attack at that opposite corner
1: all right for time constraints because we did embrace what is the strength of the football team that defensive unit we're going to switch to special teams we'll do offense in the next segment so special teams i know there's a ton of conversation that we've had off the air and on the air about eddie pinheiro it's year two and a lot is expected for development and improvement in terms of having the opportunity to make bigger field goals, longer attempts from 50-plus, and just that consistency you need beyond 40.
2: Yeah, you know, he's kind of the Anthony Miller of the special teams. Anthony Miller has to earn his opportunity, he has to earn touches by impressing the coaches in practice. It's the same thing for Eddie Pinero. you got to be able to walk up to Eddie Pinero before he kicks, shut your eyes, listen to his foot hitting the football, and that's going to tell you a lot of the story. Has he gained leg speed? Has he gained laying strength? Has he gained confidence? confidence in those his own accuracy from distances and I think every day during the course of training camp because it's so short we're going to have an opportunity to see that
1: plethora of return options including the great ones in Cordell Patterson and Tariq Cohen in the punt game and the presence of Ted Ginn may be an opportunity for Darnell Mooney we'll see during practices but they are well conceived to have a very strong return game again
2: and they have a core group of guys that were played the most important role in big returns, and that's the blockers in front of them. So all these returners you talked about, aside from Ted Ginn Jr. and Mooney, are familiar with the blocking schemes in front of them. And I think that can speed up the process in the early part of the season, but it's still home run potential.
1: Punting game with Patrick O'Donnell and the long snapper, Patrick Scales. The Pats are a very close uh, duo and they've included Pineto in that bunch. Uh, this is the seventh year now for Patrick O'Donnell.
2: He's the model of consistency from the punt game. He's got a high spiral, long punt, and he can punt at the rugby style and, and, and really dictate field position. He really was a savior last year when Eddie did nick his knee, and he was able to kick off, and that's always a nice ace in the hole. So I think Patrick is still in this you know he's not in the development stages but he's really a, a high level pro good gunners you got sheriff Managed
1: to lead the way there if obviously you look at the linebackers The booney way and woods will be key factors in that and Cordell patterson as well Prove to be a guy that can get down the field and make things happen.
2: You know, Scherer could be another one of my identified captains at the start of the season because it, it's all about desire, willingness, inability to do anything that's asked of him at a moment's notice.
1: All right, when we come back, our final segment, we'll look at the offense and some other quick-hitting questions for Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Hey, Bears fans, it's important to stay connected now more than ever. And at Motorola, we love making that possible. With the new Razor, you can enjoy staying connected a little bit more. It's a phone. It's an accessory. It's an icon reinvented. Hello, Moto. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer, our final segment here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Tom, the Bears are are coming up with something that's going to debut Monday at 8 p.m. on their Bears YouTube channel. Episode 1 of Bears Behind the Scenes series entitled 1920 Football Drive. Here's a little clip from General Manager Ryan Pace at the initial team meeting in the Payton Center, getting everybody comfortable with the COVID-19 protocols.
2: You know, the the moment the, the COVID situation started unfolding, my thoughts quickly went to, how can we handle this better than any other team in the NFL? Like, how can we create a situation where... When you guys come in here and then you talk to players with other teams, you look at us and say, man, we're doing it better than all the other teams in the league. I want you guys to feel that and that it's not just talk. It's not just lip service. You feel it when you walk in the door as a first impression. And then most importantly, you
1: continue to feel this
4: throughout this whole season.
1: So that's a clip of it. Bears fans, you're going to love this look behind the scenes in what has been a monumentally difficult undertaking for the franchise in order for Hal Hall to be suitable for a successful return to play, how the season ended in disappointment in 2019, and frankly, how, Tom, it set the table for a different 2020. There's a lot of good clips in there, a lot of great camera work done to take fans behind the curtain a little bit. The Bears broadcasting department, planning to do more of this throughout training camp. I don't know exactly how many, but I think fans are going to appreciate the look, given that they cannot attend training camp this year. You're going to hear players and coaches mic'd up. I think it's a lot of fun.
2: You put yourself in the mind of Ryan Pace. When we talk to him during the offseason, it's like blinders on. All you do is you prepare for the draft, and then you get ready for OTAs and minicamp, and you don't think about a lot else. Now you got to give Ryan Pace a complete off-ramp. I can't think about football or players. i got to think about how making this facility the most confident facility in the NFL, completely off the grid of what you were initially thinking. It's probably good that they were already in the process of adjusting training camp to have it entirely at Hallis Hall. That was probably a savior of time. But what you had to do to develop safety inside the building, he he really spearheaded an important role. All
1: right, let's talk offense uh, in the lead-up here to camp. Got to start with quarterback. Before we do, Anthony Miller had an appraisal of Nick Foles in his first experience with him.
4: You can definitely tell that, you know, Nick has been playing this game for a long time. He knows this offense very well. You know, he he's very detailed in practice. You can catch him in the back of an uh, offensive play going through his progressions and he's not even in. You know, that's just the type of player he is. And um, I can't wait to see him live action, you know, to see what he really can do.
2: One of the roles that every single offensive player should have is they should know the play that's called in the huddle, even though they're not in the huddle. So if you see Nick Foles out there going through the end and going through all the details of what his assignment would be, that's the same thing that Anthony Miller should be doing. That's the same thing Cole Komet should be doing. Every one of these news guys, including Demetrius Harris.
1: And then there's Allen Robinson. He was asked in the Zoom coffee a change in Mitch and his mechanics after working with him in the offseason
5: I'm not a quarterback coach or anything so it's kind of it's hard to tell I don't really know mechanics and stuff like that but you know just as far as you know how you see him um move around and you know how he how he throws the ball as far as you know uh being being just more you know confident in uh in everything you know I think like I said before that's the that's the same thing with with Mitch you know is you know as you're going to know your fourth year you know the more football that you play you know you're able to slow the game down you're able to slow a lot of things down
2: you know jeff when i looked at mitch's mechanics i never looked at him saying wow he really needs to change this about himself or he needs to change his delivery it's all about the mental side of it and as alan robin just said the longer you're around football the law the better you understand those types of details and i think that's going to be the deciding line for mitch it's not his mechanics it's about how well he understands and knows this offense. Got a
1: battle for the interior spot at right guard. Jermaine Fetty, Rashad Coward, overall the interior offensive line. Thoughts,
2: big big bodies. You know, uh, when Juan Castillo was talking about his offensive line, he's talking about, you know, 320 pounders, 325 pounders across the board. That's some big size, big strength. Now, if they can move athletically like Juan Castillo needs them to move, then you're going to see a lot uh, should be a lot more powerful line tackles. You know, Bobby Massey, I liked his growth that he's shown the last couple years. Uh, He's got a good understanding of how to use his length. He's got good feet along with his size. Now you go to the other side, Charles has got to pick it up a little bit. Charles Leno had a couple mistakes last year that really came back to haunt the Bears in, in some important scenarios. I think the specific coaching of Juan Castillo can put Charles Leno in a more aggressive position but also have a more safely place position with his hands to stay in a better position
1: tight end's been revamped we put all the math out there for you it was one of the uh, uh worst productive units in the national football league at that position we, we fully expect a big bounce here in 2020 with the additions that have been put together
2: no doubt about it. I think Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, you got to put him at the top of the heap because both of these guys have great catching ability. But again, Cole is going to have to be a blocker as well as J.P. Holtz and Demetrius Harris and Jesper Horsted. They all have different qualities, but I do think there's enough guys that can have that online blocking role. H-back role, fullback role and the U-tight end role. I think it's going to be a great development in a complete importance for the success of the offense.
1: Also could help out the running game in that uh, in-line aspect of things and that brings us to the running back position in David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, Ryan Noll.
2: I love David Montgomery. It would be his job to have as many carries as as he sees fit. He's capable of doing everything, but the role that Tariq will play, Cordero Patterson, and the other guys that they're fighting for playing time, Ryan Nall, those guys are going to be inserted. But I think David Montgomery is going to get a bulk of the work out of the backfield. We spent
1: a lot of time tonight with an Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller conversation, but there's a whole uh, collection of talent at the receiver position that we're looking to see rise. You got Riley Ridley, you got Javon Wims, you got Mooney into the mix, you got Ted Ginn Jr. to also a lot to pick from. How many they bring to in terms of roster on? september 13th against the lions is yet to be determined but i'm expecting six
2: well to me i put riley ridley number one he is my most interesting character i've got a couple examples a couple training camps watching javon Wims. i know what ability he has he has to do it with great consistency Riley Ridley, I think he's got a better understanding of route running. He's played against big competition in college, and he's had a year to mature. So I have high expectations for Ridley to compliment Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Jimmy Graham, and the rest of the crew.
1: All right, now some quick hitters for you, Tom. You, you have no idea what I'm going to ask you here, so I know it's it's putting you on the spot. All right, will there be a rookie starter in Detroit week one? Yes care to share <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think both cole Komet and jalen johnson have an opportunity to line up play one who
1: will grow over the course of the season and be a big factor in the last half of the season
2: to Sean gibson the safety will be able to capitalize in the second half with this front seven he's going to play with
1: biggest challenge for matt nagy this season is
2: calling the run game
1: who starts more games at quarterback
2: mitchell trubisky
1: where do you see the Bears fit in the division?
2: I think they will fight for the top position in the division, and it's going to start with early game dominance. The
1: player the Bears can least afford to lose on each side of the ball this year?
2: Akeem Hicks and David Montgomery.
1: Who is your surprise riser on this roster of 80 players that on September 13th we're going to go, wow, that guy made the team and he's making plays?
2: Riley Ridley. Well, considering how many games he was active for last year and what he could now you go from what being active for a couple games last year to being active for 16 games and having the offensive coordinator decide where the ball is going to be distributed according to where he's lining up.
1: Right, and it is really a difficult question because there's so many guys that we know what they can play to in terms of their potential that have to. Uh, I'm going to throw one on there. I'm going to throw Bilal Nichols. Bilal Nichols because... He flashed enough, needs to stay healthy, and they need him in a big way to be a a big-time contributor up front.
2: Well, then I would switch him and uh, Roy Robertson Harris. I would play Roy Robertson Harris in the middle of the defensive line, and I would play Blau Nichols off to the edge. I think that Roy Robertson Harris has this ability, this size, to move up and down the line of scrimmage from guard to guard to center and invoke his size in that position.
1: And, Tom, before we go, the key to any training camp, we've said it for years, is obviously the health of the player. So knock on wood, no serious injuries, Hey, there's going to be some mispractices for this or that, but it's like Anthony Miller was saying on Friday to the media on the Zoom call. In a condensed and jam-packed one month to the trip to Detroit to play the Lions, it's health, both from COVID-19 but also from injuries. Start the season healthy, finish healthy, you increase your playoff chances.
4: The biggest challenge, like for any team, I I think, and Coach says this all the time, is the team who's going to be the healthiest. Um, The team who's going to have all their players available. You know, they—they uh, they have that team has the best chance to win, um, uh, and I—I I think we're—we're we're just so tight on those details around here um, that we—we we, we won't have that problem. Hopefully, we don't have that problem. All
1: right, that's a complete training camp preview, like you wrote it in a newspaper article. Tom, way to go to break it down. Looking forward to Monday countdown to training camp. All right, that's Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening everybody. Thanks to our guest Alan Robinson. Thanks most of all to you for listening and our producers Jordan Treadup and Dan Barilli. That'll do it this week here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.